it's Andrea on this week of the She Sources podcast, and it is Monday, so you know what that means. It is time for New Week New Views, where I'm going to start the week with advice and analysis on key trends and happenings from the entertainment industry. This week for New Week New Views, I wanted to talk a little bit about Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. This is a series that came out on Netflix two weeks ago on September 21st, and it quickly rose to the number one most popular spot on Netflix's streaming platform. It is a super controversial retelling of the life of Jeffrey Dahmer, mainly told from the perspective of his victims. And for those of you who don't know, he was a serial killer who probably was the worst serial killer of all time, like in terms of gruesomeness, you know, terribleness, complete lack of any sort of humanity in him, I think. So I have been thinking about Dahmer's story in relation to stories told about other serial killers and why we might have such like a morbid fascination with these types of things and i've also been thinking about it in the in the larger context of why are we as a human species interested in things like even fictionalized crime and we look towards it as a form of entertainment and i don't really have any good answers on this subject i think i'm just thinking about it and i'm just trying to think about it from different angles so back in the day you know probably in the 1800s a lot of writers would write a uh, fictionalized crime stories and they were like called hard-boiled or noir stories of people committing crimes and then on the opposite side we always have stories of the people who solve crimes like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle writing Sherlock Holmes and we also have lots of examples of detective stories and detective fiction and there's something in us that it's like I think we just want to solve a mystery or we want to see what motivates somebody to commit crimes or we are just very curious about why someone would ever do the things that they do when they're so horrific and things like that. So I think that might have something to do with it. Um, and then drawing this distinction between fictionalized crime stories and then true crime stories, which have been definitely gaining popularity since about 2015 when the podcast Serial was first released. And there have been so many podcasts, um, YouTube videos, Mukbang, which is the eating YouTube videos, and all types of films and TV shows which have focused on this true crime theme. So drawing on this distinction between fictional stories and true crime, it's just the stakes of true crime are a little bit different because we are talking about actual people who suffered and were harmed by the crime that occurred. So the responsibility, I think, on the part of the person telling that story um, should be one of respect for the victims and for the people who were very much, you know, their life got destroyed by this terrible thing that happened. And then to tell the story in a way that like doesn't take that as seriously as it should, I can see why that would make people uncomfortable and maybe even traumatize them or trigger them in a way that is really harmful for them. So I was reading an article about Rita Isbell, who was actually portrayed in the Dahmer series and who in real life um, had a moment on a witness testimony stand where she 
really just let loose and she made a really powerful statement against Jeffrey Dahmer in the courtroom. And so she was interviewed about her representation on the Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix series um, and she gave her opinion on it. And her words verbatim were, I don't need to watch the series because I lived it. She also said that she was never contacted about the show and she felt like Netflix should have asked if the victim's families minded or how they felt about making the show. They didn't ask her anything, they just did it. And she also said that she was not money hungry and she felt that that's what this show was about for Netflix, which was trying to get paid. And I think that that's a very accurate statement. It shows a lot of the reason why these kinds of things can feel so disrespectful to the victims and their families. She also did say that she, that although the show bringing up old feelings did hurt her, it also benefited her in a way because she could deal with what happened in the past and the horrible crimes that Jeffrey Dahmer committed against her brother, she could deal with that differently today than she did in the past, and that she could talk about it with not as much anger as she had in the past. So I thought that that was a really powerful and interesting statement that Rita made. So I'm thinking that by watching these types of shows about serial killers or about true crime, it's sort of like we become a little bit desensitized to the actual victims and the actual hardships that they had to go through. Because you hear something like this once and you think, oh, it's so horrible, it's so awful. But then you hear it 30 different times and at a certain point, you can't emotionally react the same way that you did during that first encounter with this horrible thing. So I'm thinking that this desensitization or is not necessarily a bad thing because I think we do it for our own emotional health and our own survival, but I do think that to dehumanize the victims based on that, that's where the issues start to arise. So I think that we are looking for a more compassionate way of telling these kinds of stories a way that's not so insensitive. Like I saw a tweet this past week about how people doing those um, eating videos on YouTube, the mukbang, and then they're like talking about the most gruesome crime while they're eating like uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken and things like that. And how just the juxtaposition of those things, the unseriousness of like the foods that you're eating and how much you're trying to eat versus this very heavy and dark subject that you're talking about. Um, creates a very weird like genre of video that has become pretty popular on YouTube these past few years. And I think that it's definitely that the consumer of the videos gets to choose. It's like there's a market for these things and people keep making money off these things. Netflix makes money off this because people are interested in this. But it sort of is shameful in a way, or I don't know, not shameful, but just sort of icky in a way because it's like we are feeding into this commoditization of something that really did happen. It's not fiction. I think it would be different if it was fiction. However, I'm going to go back on my own words and say that I actually am really interested in the serial killer stories. Like, I don't necessarily watch everything that's produced about these things because I think it can lead me down a weird and dark hole, but I am kind of interested in the way that serial killers think because it's just so... It's just so weird. It's just so weird that it's like, how could you ever, how could you do things that you do? Like, I just don't understand it at all, and therefore I'm curious about it. So, I don't know. 
it's a whole thing. Something else that I find interesting is that this is not even the first thing that's come out about Jeffrey Dahmer in the last five years. Like there was already a movie about him released in 2017 called My Friend Dahmer. And I remember also that Ted Bundy movie that was really popular on Netflix in 2019. It was called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. And that also was, uh, you know, very serial killer centric. So it's just that these things aren't new, but I think that this conversation is new, which is that we should just be a little bit more mindful, a little bit more respectful when producing these mass entertainment type of things and thinking about how that would affect a potential victim's family and the way that they might feel about that because those are the people who are really affected in real life. Like, this is TV, this is entertainment, but that's real life. And I think that's more important than than the TV sensationalist aspect of it all. So yeah, those are my thoughts on the Dahmer series. That is number one on Netflix right now. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you are watching this show. Thank you for listening to the She Sources podcast produced in collaboration with Wizard Radio Media. You can find us online at www.shesources.co and follow us on Instagram at shesources with an underscore at the end. I'm Andrea Chen and I'll catch you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.